it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah! I needed to do it all over again, Al. We should do that every single season. Go to the Super Bowl, win the NFC champion against your arch rivals, send home a bunch of sad 49er fans. Just a pretty great day all around at SoFi Stadium yesterday. I am still basking in what the Rams got done. It feels fantastic. Pretty cool picture, too, to do it against the Niners, right? It wasn't just any other team. It was the squad that had beat you six games in a row. By the way, forget all that. Put just just look back at Week 18, what that loss to the Niners meant, and how you thought the path to a Super Bowl is going it to be so much more difficult. Devastating. Devastating. And, and like you said, all the chatter and the conversation about Niner fans buying up tickets, whether they were traveling, whether they weren't. Uh, Stafford family trying to buy as many tickets as they can and give them out to Rams fans. The Ticketmaster, or what, what was it? I forgot the uh, ticket site. They're geo-targeting right. where you're buying your tickets from. Not only did you do it, you did it under the circumstances. You did it against the Niners. And now you have to – how about this? What if I told you you have to go through the Cincinnati Bengals to win a Not Super bad. Bowl? Pretty damn it, – it's set up pretty nice for the Rams. Go through anybody to win a Super Bowl. It's always going to be difficult. It's always going to be awesome. The man that's going to be partially responsible for making that happen, Rams safety Nick Scott, joining us on the Travis and Sliwa Show. Nick, good to have you on the show today. How you feeling? I would imagine it is a pretty good day to be an L.A. Ram. Oh, man, it's a great day to be an L.A. Ram. I'm feeling really good. Um, you know, a lot of respect to the 49ers. They gave us a run for our money, but, you know, just blessed that we came out victorious. All right, so Nick, let me let me ask you this real quick. So the first half, as I'm watching it from the press box, it felt incredibly familiar. It felt like a run back of Week 18 against the 49ers, and you guys yeah. were out playing him, but you weren't scoring points. You weren't able to get the ball in the end zone. They made a couple of big plays along the way. Did it feel that way on the field? Did it feel that way for you guys, like a kind of a, oh, my gosh, it's happening again sort of moment? Uh, I mean, it definitely was a little frustrating just because, like you said, uh, we didn't have points up and we weren't playing as well as we wanted to on defense. We were doing some good things on, on both sides of the ball, but, you know, obviously we weren't seeing that on the scoreboard. Um, but, you know, going into that game, honestly, we knew it was going to be a grinded out type of game. Um, just the way they play and the way we play um, and how competitive these two teams are. Whenever we get together, it, it's going to be a hard fought battle, so. You know, nobody was discouraged or anything like that. We knew it was going to take four quarters. Uh, Nick Scott, the strong safety for the Rams, taking some time to join us here on the Travis and Sleba Show. Um, Nick, what what happened there? I thought there was a moment in the game, uh, fourth quarter, Aaron Donald looked like he's addressing the defense. And I, I'm just curious, what, how much responsibility did you guys feel in that game that uh, anything can happen on offense. You don't have control of that. You know, Stafford, Cup, these guys, Odell, they're all going to be great threats. What, what was the um, what was the conversation or the vibe like from the defensive side of things? And, and it, yeah. you guys, it seemed like, took a lot of responsibility there towards the end of the game of winning that. Yeah, we, we take a lot of ownership, you know, as a defense. We, we, we have a lot of guys who take a lot of pride in, you know, the work we put on the field. And we just as a whole felt like uh, it wasn't really up to par. Um, we thought we could be playing better. We thought we could be communicating a little bit better. And, you know, uh, 
AD did a great job of kind of being that vocal leader and, and bringing everybody together just to, you know, keep motivating us and, and basically saying, you know, how bad do you want this? And, mm-hmm. and uh, if you want it as bad as you say you do, then show it the next time we get on the field. Ram safety Nick Scott joining us here on Travis and Sliwa. Let's talk a little bit, Nick, about the hit that you put on Debo Samuel towards the end of the first half. Clean hit for sure, shoulder right to the chest. Can, can you mm-hmm. feel a moment like that coming? Can, is, is it building up? Do you see it happen before it happens? Walk me through those moments. Oh, man. I mean, it just it happened so fast, you know. Uh, just there's a lot that goes into it. We were basically in a three deep, three under um, pressure. Uh, they had a fast three go out, so I knew was, I was going to be losing my flat player and the, the, the middle hole was going to be open. Uh, so that became my new three. Um, saw Jimmy G with a quick five uh, mechanics and, and, and knew I would be able to stop my feet and, and trigger downhill because, you know, that's where they like to activate you go in that middle of the field. So, you know, all that's kind of going through your head in, in a split second and you just kind of have to trust yourself uh, and shoot your gun. <laughs> Nick, I, I know the you know the matchup against the Niners. Obviously, there was a lot of hype coming into this game. It's a familiar opponent. Was there was there something to getting another chance to play them again? And I know that you know whatever the path is and the trip is to to make it to a Super Bowl. Of course, you're going to take it, and it's it's such an incredible opportunity. But because you guys had lost two games a row in a row against them this season, I won't look back to previous years because week 18 went the way that it did. And it, it did kind of, you know, now the path was going to be more difficult, but things ended up working out. You're playing the mm-hmm. Niners in a game at SoFi to get to the Super Bowl. Um, was there something special about getting one more opportunity against the Niners as well? Yeah. You know, I would argue most of the guys, we felt like there was no better way to get it done. Um, you know, we felt like we had left some some things on the field in the past against those two teams or against those, that, that team those two times. And um, we were just excited, extremely motivated because of the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. But uh, to see a familiar opponent, um, you know, a, a team that we felt like we owed something, uh, that was that was great uh, to go, be able to go out there and, and do that as a team and get that win. Nick Scott joining us here, getting Rams getting ready for Super Bowl 56 against the Cincinnati Bengals in a couple of weeks at SoFi Stadium. Nick, this is your third year in the NFL. How how did Eric Weddle come off his couch after not playing for two years and walk in to the team and lead the team in tackles last night? How how was he able to do that? Yeah, I mean it's just a testament to you know not only his skill set um, but just his knowledge of the game. You know when when you're somebody as experienced as Eric Weddle and as talented as him. Um, you had you can have the luxury of you know coming off the couch per se um, and competing at a high level um, just because you know that that's what you prepare yourself to do. So he's been a huge asset to the team, um, not only from you know his talent ability, but just his knowledge of the game coming in and helping out guys like myself um, just kind of slow things down and, and and be able to read and react and put this team into position to be successful. Do you, do you lean on him a little bit, Nick? Because he's been was in the league for so long, and now he's back again. Even though he's only been here for about a month this time through, are there times where he can give you a little bit of insight, even though he's only been here a short period of time? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I played with him my my rookie year, and that was kind of his role as well. Um, he's just seen so much football, and he's been on the field for so many reps. Um, you know, there, there's just certain things that he knows and that he can add to your game um, just from his experience. So. 
You know, he's a guy that, you know, I definitely love picking his brain, um, whether it be, you know, uh, coverages or ball 101, situational football. He knows it all. So definitely leaning on him um, in terms of in terms of that. Nick, I'm sure, you know, I know it's an exciting moment for you to get a chance um, to play in the Super Bowl. I'm sure for a lot of the players, the organization, the whole thing, but expectations coming in the year, um, it wouldn't have been a surprise if we knew that the Rams would get to the Super Bowl. How, what do you do here over the next almost two weeks now? Um, You're there, uh, but obviously Mm -hmm. winning a Super Bowl is the ultimate goal. This is a team that uh, certainly has the expectations to win it all. What happens between now and actually playing in the game, and how do you, you know, turn the page on? Hey, it was cool. We did what we did against the Niners, but now you got to go win the whole thing. Yeah, I think you just, you know, approach it like a, a normal week of preparation. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's another football game that we want to end up on the winning side. So, you know, we're just going to continue to trust our process and trust one another, and and hopefully that puts us on the winning side of the Super Bowl. Nick Scott joining us here on Trav and Slee. You go up against him at practice. You see him every day at practice. And, and Alan and I were talking about this earlier, that everybody in SoFi Stadium knew last night that on a couple of big third down plays, the ball was going to go to Cooper Cup. Why, mm-hmm. why is he able to get open as often as he is when he's the triple crown winner, he's the best wide receiver in the NFL, and yet there he is with separation, play after play after play. How does he do it? I mean, you know, obviously he's an extremely talented wide receiver, um, you know, but I, I think there's a lot to be said about the other 10 guys on the field who are doing their job and competing to the best of their ability. You know, when everybody's on the same page, you're able to have those opportunities for your, your best players to shine, and, and that's usually what you see week in and week out with guys like Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, um, Higby, and Odell, and all those guys. Our, our O-line does a tremendous job of giving – Matt time, and, you know, you, we reap the benefits with, with the splash plays that Cooper Cup gets. So, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting to watch. It's fun to watch, and a lot of credit that goes to everybody that's on the field. Nick, I know you have a lot of time to think about it, but uh, your initial thoughts, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, their run, and, uh, and what that matchup's going to look like. Man, they're an extremely talented team. You know, the one thing I keep saying to everybody is nobody gets to the Super Bowl by accident. So we got a lot of respect for that team. Um, you know, super talented. They got a lot of special guys on that team who are competitors and, you know, obviously have the same drive and, and, and love to win. So, you know, we're going to study them the best that we can and, you know, devise a game plan that gives us the best shot to win a Super Bowl. Nick, last question before we let you go. Appreciate your time this afternoon. Uh, have you given any thought? Obviously, you got a lot on your plate right now getting ready for the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks, but – there is a very, very good chance that you're going to be the last player ever to intercept Tom Brady. Have you thought about that? Yeah, it definitely crossed my mind. And, uh, you know, it's it's pretty cool. Um, you know, it's a, it was a blessing for me to be in that position. And, you know, so if this is his last year, then I really cherish that football probably for the rest of my life. Nick Scott is an NFC champion up next, the Cincinnati Bengals Super Bowl 56 in a couple of weeks. uh, Nick, congratulations. Appreciate you coming on with us. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, man. You got it. Yeah, I would imagine that's pretty cool. Hey, what's that football on your shelf? Oh, that one right there? Oh, that's the one where I picked up Tom Brady. In fact, it was the last one he ever threw. Why, you don't have one of those?
I mean, you talk about conversation starters, just having something like we all got that thing in our house, right? That and somebody say, oh, that's kind of a cool picture. Where did you take that? Oh, well, that's the Tom Brady interception. He never threw another one after that. I chased him out of the league. Yeah, it's, that's – I mean, I, I don't even know how to kind of put that one into words. He's the greatest NFL player to ever play the game, and the Rams, you know, just happened to be – this is the schedule, right? You took him out, and Nick Scott was the final person to ever intercept the ball from Tom Brady. If that's how it shapes out, that's pretty damn special. If you want to give yourself a chance to go see the big game, right? 710 has the tickets to go see it for the Lombardi Trophy, right? Keep listening every hour of our show, every hour of Mason and Ireland, every hour of Sedano and Cap. And when you hear the Rams Super Sounder, be caller number 7, 877-710-ESPN, and you could qualify to win a pair of super tickets for the big game at SoFi. The Rams Super, Tipic, super Ticket Giveaway. I'm still see, Al, I'm still so excited. I can't even talk right today. I've got all sorts of things going through my head. Can't even get the words out. Home of your NFC champion, LA Rams, 710 ESPN. Best postseason ever? That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Somebody on Twitter, Al, just said that uh, I should be grateful that it wasn't a chicken parm that I tried to jam through my my mask yesterday in the press box because I would have impaled myself. Hey, look, I'm a hard man to embarrass. I, I kind of own my deals. I'm pretty comfortable in my own skin. When I bounced a meatball That's off hilarious, of my bro. mask. So good. In the uh, dining area of SoFi Stadium, the media dining area, and I forgot to remove my mask and tried to shove a meatball through it. I was mortified. I'm looking around like, who, who's did, did Peter King see that? Did Michael Silver see that? Like, who did Diana Rossini see that? Because they were all around. They were all in the press box yesterday, and I'm thinking, and they're, they're all looking, going, look at that guy. He just tried to shove a meatball through his mask. Are, are you kidding me? That guy not realize that meatballs don't go through masks? It was, it was a pretty bad moment for your boy. I'm surprised one person didn't come up and just say, I've have I've had that happen before. You know, like somebody <laughs> that can kind of share has. a similar experience. It is listen, for two years <laughs> we went from living our entire life without ever throwing a mask on, for two years throwing a mask on. A lot of times you for how many times you walk out? I walk out of Starbucks <laughs> and I have my mask on for three minutes not knowing I still have my mask on. I forgot, right? So <laughs> it's not that much different than yeah, you know, well, it's a little bit different. Yeah, it's for a, you, it's a little bit different. It's just yeah. it's the fact that it's spaghetti and meatballs, not even spaghetti and meatballs, meatball, yeah. and uh, and and the sauce. That just to me is just so funny that that was the food item. It wasn't a cracker. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't an, an apple. Apple slice. It wasn't. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Hey, I, I got I got this carrots and hummus on my mask. No, it was a meatball the size of your fist. Well, carrots and to... hummus would have been bad too, but just that fact is just amazing. It was pretty embarrassing. Travis Lee's brought to you by Goodyear. With you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. Uh, we just finished talking with Nick Scott, who, by mm-hmm. the way, when he said, "Then you just got to shoot your gun," that was awesome. Mm-hmm. That gave me a little bit of chills right there. That's why those guys are different than you and me, Al. He sees it coming. Instead of going, "I don't want to do that," he's thinking. Mm-hmm. 
oh, I get to shoot my gun right here. This is going to be great. Debo's built like a brick wall, and he dropped him. It was just just well, an unbelievable hit. What, what's most impressive about that hit, and look, those are, those are momentum changers in the NFL. When hits like that used to be the NFL. That used to be the league. That's the one that used to lead off Sports Center. That's the one that used to lead off, hey, did you see that hit? Everybody's talking about it on Monday. Um, you know, obviously the league, for good reason, has gone away from that. Hey, sure. we, we need textbook, clean hits, player safety, all that. Yesterday was a textbook hit. Perfect. And when he said it's bang, bang, I don't have time to think about that. I, I walk into that situation, the ball is in the air. And, you know, when you originally saw it from the first angle, you thought, that's a 15-yarder. There's no questions asked. Then they show the other angle. I'm like, that might be the cleanest hard hit I've ever seen in my life. You know what I mean? And it was against Debo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and he was down. I mean, it was one of those things that, oh, uh uh-oh. And then he popped up. He ran off. It was But that's that's the best part. That was the best part about it because, you know, the hits that they're trying to avoid in the NFL, you can have a good, strong hit on a player – Debo, you're right. He did pop back up. It took a second. I got to catch my breath. I got to do this. But it wasn't one of those injuries where, you know, you might not see him for a couple of weeks or something along those lines. So it, looking, the best of both worlds. It was uh, Cooper Cup is going to join Mason and Ireland coming up during their show. Andrew Whitworth will join Sedano and Cap. So make sure that you're listening all day long, not just for your chance to qualify to win tickets to the big game because it's a Rams Super Monday, but you're going to hear some great Rams uh, interviews along the way. Uh, okay, bigger play. And that's not bigger play because it's clearly Jaquaski Tart dropping that ball right there. But the Odell Beckham catch and hit to his head for an extra 15, like the Rams mm-hmm. caught a couple of huge breaks yep. on that drive right there. And that's what it takes to advance to the Super Bowl. You're going to have to get a bounce or two along the way, and they got him. Look, when you're at this, when you're at this stage, it's like nothing's going to be perfect. I mean, if you're right. expecting perfect football – uh, you shouldn't be watching. I mean, there was a matchup yesterday between the Bengals and the Chiefs. Chiefs took well, how what what was the score? Twenty one to three. They were up. Yeah, twenty one to three at home. At home, they had a chance to chip in at least at least another field goal, and they lost that opportunity. And Cincinnati from there dominated the game. This is the NFL, and I think you know you take advantage of opportunities when you get them. But that Rams Niners game did a couple things go the Rams way. Of course, it did. Um, how many things went the Bucks way in the final eight minutes, nine minutes of that game against the Rams? This is what happens in the NFL. And then, you know, luckily Stafford hits cup and then everything else just moves on from there. It's impossible not to get some luck along along the way. But they didn't win that game because of luck. They won the game because no. these were two teams. Either side could have won. They were down 17-7 going into the fourth. And they outplayed the Niners uh, when, when, uh, in the most clutch situations. This is the weirdest stat of all. You know, there's, we look at Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham and Eric Weddle leaving the team in tackles and all these things. Sean McVay, in his career, up until yesterday, was 1-23. That's insane. When, ta- when trailing by insane. more than 10, point, 10 or more points in the second half. One and twenty-three. Now he's two and twenty-three. The two wins, both of them NFC Championship games. The other one in New Orleans a few years ago. That's just bizarre. Al. All right, I got one more uh, stat for you here today. Stat here of the day: the NFL. This will be the lowest seeded Super Bowl ever. So every Super Bowl since seeding was implemented in Super Bowl ten has had either a one, two, or three seed in it. This Super Bowl. Uh, between two four seeds. So Cincinnati was a four seed. Obviously, the Rams were a four seed. Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa show. 
Of course, we appreciate their partnership on the show. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for a 100% deposit match. Yeah, what what a night last night. And it, there's so many other football things going on. Tom Brady uh, didn't announce his retirement, but his retirement is being reported. The I'm, Raiders. I'm, still, I'm not kidding. I, I still don't know whether he retired or not. He I have retired. no idea. He retired. This is one of these, um, guys, that's my news to tell, not yours. Yeah. But yep. I think both of the guys that are reporting it are not going to get that one wrong, right? Mm-hmm. They, they probably know what's going on. The Raiders hired a coach. Josh McDaniel uh, is going to be – Josh McDaniels, I should say, is going to be the Raider new head coach. He, of course, is part of the Belichick tree. And my very first thing when I saw that is, okay, you know, not a bad hire. It, usually guys do much better their second time through the league than they do the first time. That You know, Pete Carroll took him three tries to get it right in the NFL. Bill Belichick had to go through Cleveland to get to where he was to become the greatest NFL coach of all time. So that he gets another shot, I think it's a pretty good deal. What struck me, though, Al, mm-hmm. the Belichick tree kind of sucks. And you look at the Sean McVay tree – and it's it's there's Kyle Shanahan who I guess actually McVay's part of his tree to a certain yeah, point, but yeah. Matt Lafleur NFC Championship games, Zach Taylor the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals when he got that job, he was going, huh? Zach Taylor he'd been there for thirty seconds. What do you mean he's a head coach? He's got his team in the Super Bowl uh, really really quickly. You look at the guys that have come, uh, Brandon Staley the head coach of the Chargers gets a job right away. The Chargers you know he did some weird moves along the way, but the McVay tree is the one you want to be a part of. Well, and this one was – I didn't hear much about Josh McDaniels. Did you Did you know that he was – did it sound like he was going to get the job? I felt like this one kind of came out of nowhere. Well, he's been mentioned for a handful of them along the way. He flirted with the Colts really seriously a couple of uh-huh. years ago to the point where – Oh, yeah, that's right. That he accepted the job, and then, he, yeah. and then he, he backed out, and it seemed like – it seemed like the reason he backed out is because Belichick and the Patriots said, hey, listen. I'm 70 years old. I'm not staying here forever. This is your gig when I decide to walk away. But, you know, if I'm Josh McDaniels, I'm thinking, I don't know when he's leaving. I I, I got to go live my life. So I like it. If you're a Raider fan, I think it's a really interesting hire. I think he's a good offensive mind. I think he probably learned a lot of things. Number one, don't draft Tim Tebow if you're going to be the head coach of an NFL team because he was the one responsible for that. But if I'm the Raiders, I, I like this hire. I don't know if I like it the way I would like Jim Harbaugh, for instance. But yeah. when I saw this, it was like, yeah, okay, That if I'm a Raider fan, that makes me feel pretty good. Sounds like they're, um, they're also uh, kind of going to get the keys to the car here, right? Like they'll, they'll be able to run the Raiders organization how they see fit. Um, I thought uh, Rich Bisaccia, that conversation of him potentially taking over, I know Derek Carr, a couple of the players yesterday, took on social media to just kind of thank him for everything he did. Uh, look, you're walking into a tough – it. it Here's the one thing I will say. The AFC West is an incredibly tough division, and it's only getting better in the sense that, you know, the Chargers, obviously, you got a young quarterback up and coming and a franchise that really should have made the playoffs if it wasn't, in my opinion, for their head coach. The Chiefs aren't going anywhere. They're going to continue to be good. So he's going to be on a squad that made it to the playoffs, has some talent, but there's also going to be some expectations there. You know, you got to catch so many breaks. Because let's go back to the Rams for a sec. Mm-hmm. Think about all the moves they've made over the last few years, and not all of them have worked out, but think about how many of them have. The Jared Goff decision to give him all that money didn't work out. The decision to give Todd Gurley all that money didn't work out. But think about all the one, the trade for Jalen Ramsey. You like that one, Al? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's 
pretty good move. <laughs> pretty good move. Yep. The the trade for Matthew Stafford goes without saying, right? Mm-hmm. Think about what they did this year. They go out and get Odell Beckham Jr. How'd that work out? Mm-hmm. Not too bad, right? They're probably not here without him. They go and they get Eric Weddle off of his couch. How did that work out? Just mm-hmm. an extraordinary move right there. They, they go and they make a deal for Vaughn Miller. Vaughn yep. Miller was terrific again yesterday, especially in the second half. That all You're going to make big decisions like they have over and over. You're not going to bat 1,000. But if you can bat about six or seven hundred in these things, well, you you you're, you got a Super Bowl team together, and that's exactly what they have. What you're hearing a lot more of, I heard this, you know, the last couple of days. Well, actually, since they won yesterday, is there part of this right now where other teams are going to take a similar strategy to what the Rams did, where that all in, it's a real all in. This is not a, you know, we're flirting around the edges here. We're thinking, hey, we might go all in if this happens. Rams went all in. They pushed everything in. Whatever draft capital they had, they they didn't care about it. They're not paying attention to what the team looks like three, four, five years from now. The only way you justify all that, Trav, you go get a chip. You go win one. Now you might win more, but you got to go get one. They're in a position to do that. So you're right that everything's got to go your way in the process, but they took their chances, and I think they're calculated risks. I don't think that I'm, – I'm not telling you that – there's not value in the picks that they gave up. But is there more value in somebody that you already know that's having success in the NFL, that's already playing well, a prospect, versus somebody that's already delivering in the league? I want to talk about that and their opportunities to cash this in in a couple of weeks. That's coming up next. But just like you said, this was one decision after the next that pushed you further down one road. Yeah. The, the, there was never the, – the more of these decisions they made, the farther down that road you go with fewer and fewer off-ramps because if this doesn't work, yep. what in the world do you do now? That if it doesn't work, where are you? And each move they made was further and further down that highway. You can make some comparisons, and we'll do that coming up next. You can look at where the Lakers sit today with their all-in strategy, right? And what does that all-in strategy mean at the moment, what does that all-in all strategy mean a year from now, two years from now, versus what the Rams are doing? So we'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here at Travis and Sleeve's show, 710 ESPN. All right, this, the job search can be a frustrating journey filled with long, lonely hours on the computer and countless attempts to get noticed by employers. ZipRecruiter gets it. No one wants to feel alone in their job search. That's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They save you time by sending you jobs you can apply to with just one click. And they pitch your profile to employers so you stand out. Job seekers feel the love. Sign up for free right now. ZipRecruiter.com. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Not that I really care, Al, but what... What's going through Jaquaski Tart's head this morning? Like, what, what, what is he feeling like? Because that you're not going to get too many interceptions that are easier than that, and he just absolutely laid an egg in the biggest moment. How, how do you how do you keep moving from one like that? You know, the problem is too. Every Niner fan, oh, they, they talk about that. Ten years from now, they're talking about that. 
15 years from now, they're talking about that. Those are, you know, as much as, you know, <laughs> we highlight what certain players do that becomes, you know, one of the greatest plays in your franchise history or one just unbelievable memory or moment. Bro, it works the same way, you know, the opposite end. Uh, you know, unfortunately for him, I mean, it was, it was basically a punt. It was yeah. a punt. It, well, I mean, I, I wonder if it's not just this is this is so easy. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. If you don't have one of those moments, right? That the if ball just... was in the air for 38 <laughs> seconds. I, I think no, I think there's something to what you just said. The ball yeah. was in the air for so long. It wasn't bang, bang. It was you had time to think about it. And I, by the way, as much as we're you know talking about Matt Stafford right now, I don't know where that throw. Well, I, don't, I don't know what he was doing in that situation. It was it literally looked like a punt. It was one of the few moments, really, in the entire game with Stafford in particular. And, you know, we can circle back to this in a second. I don't know if Sean McVay would but I'd have the same answer for him. But that that was the only moment where I felt like, uh-oh, that, that, this, that, that was a throw. That was a decision that leads me to believe he got a little amped. He got a little uh, over his skis, however you want to say it. Because and, and, and here's the other thing, and let's just put this out there. Maybe somebody went the wrong way. A lot of times when you have that bad of a throw, it's miscommunication. You, you sure. think a guy's going left and he goes right, and it just looks like you don't know what you're doing. It could be something like that. But that was the only moment all day yesterday where I said, what in the world is he doing? Even the interception to Cup at the beginning of the game, I mean, I know it's third down. I know you got to be careful with the ball, but I liked him trying to punch one in for a touchdown right there. It was super early in the game. Let's take a shot. The, inter the, the potential interception, that was the only one that's like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? Well, and if that one didn't look like a miscommunication either. Like I said, the ball was just sitting in the air, and there were three, four Niners sitting there. Um, listen, he got lucky off that one. Uh, you know, obviously there was a play later in the game too. Jalen Ramsey looked like he had a chance at an interception. What do you do? You know, that that's that's part of the game. But you're saying, how does he feel today? Those are ones, you know, you don't forget. Fan bases remember that. All right, it's it's time for the Stat Hero Weekend Hero. Uh, let's talk about our fantasy football winners and losers. Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Is this one just Cooper Cup and let's keep it moving? Well, Cooper Cup and, and Odell, right? OBJ yeah, Odell was too. nearly as good Absolutely. as Cup. He didn't get the touchdowns the way that, that Cup did, but he, it was by far his best game as a Ram. I mean, if we were talking fantasy points, he absolutely cleaned up again yesterday. Um, he, he's he been, you know, same thing with Vaughn Miller. He's a little better every single week. And mm -hmm. that, isn't that what you ask of everybody in anything? Hey, are you a little better today than you were yesterday? And, and, and OBJ can absolutely say, yeah, I'm better today than I was last week and the week before that. And if he's got two more weeks to get better than he was yesterday, I don't think that's anything other than very bad news for Cincinnati. All right, Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fancy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Stat Hero is the first ever Daily Fancy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for a 100% deposit match. Trav, I was uh, mentioning, you know, just kind of looking at, all right, the, are the Lakers all in right now? Of course they are. They've been all in for a couple of years. Are the Rams all in? Of course they are. And, you know, when you said, what is the risk of, well, what happens if it doesn't all work out? And I think we're seeing that right now with the Lakers. Here's the only difference. This, this is the Rams and the Laker difference. There's a, there's a big difference between the two franchises. Um, the Lakers cashed one in a couple years ago, right? Or yep. 15, 16 months ago, something along those lines. If they didn't cash one in, it's a completely different conversation. But they cashed one in. You got one. You got championship number 17. Since you've been going all in, now you've been. You, once you got one, 
now you're taking it a step even further. Yep, care less about draft capital. Let's continue to go all in. Let's kind of up the ante a little bit. It's not working, you know, obviously for this season. It's it's not working at all. And I don't even think they really know what's going to happen towards the future, and I think they'll cross that bridge when they get there. The Rams, you know, we were talking about they're, they're in a position where they're going all in. They haven't cashed one in yet. That's why the game against Arizona, you stood there like, oh, my gosh, what a collapse would this be if you lost it. The game against Tampa, it was, are you telling me that they're going to blow this lead and then not get any further than they were a year ago? Mm-hmm. Um, and every week it's kind of been like that. And I still think you still got to go cash one in, obviously, on Sunday for it to, especially because of the path and who you got to you know, play to get there. But cashing one in justifies everything. And I don't, you know, to be honest with you, I don't think it matters what happens a couple years from now. If you got one, um, then you, you made the right move. Things had to go your way. And Rams are obviously one game away from doing that. You, you have to, Al. You absolutely have to. Because, look, while the Rams are in the Super Bowl for the second time in four years, right? So it was, it was a couple of years ago they were in Super Bowl 53 down in Atlanta. Look at the team that was in that game, and look at the team that's in this game. Mm-hmm. They're two entirely different teams. Re- re- really, with the exception of Aaron Donald, it is an entirely different team that we're going to see in the Super Bowl. You know, did Cooper Cup hurt in the other one? Robert Woods hurt in this one. You look at the defensive stars in that game. It was Aaron Donald, but it was other guys like Tlaib and Sue and these other guys that were there. And this team, it's Von Miller, it's Odell Beckham Jr., it's Jalen Ramsey. It's a totally different – Matthew Stafford. Todd Gurley is out of the league. And, and, and the point of all of this is – this is how fast this stuff changes. It turns so – when the Rams went to the Super Bowl two years ago – three years ago, excuse me, it felt like, all right, here we go. This is the big – we got Todd Gurley, we got Jared Goff, you've got Aaron Donald, you've got all of these pieces that are going to be absolutely fantastic moving forward for the next few years. Almost all of them, with the exception of Donald, are gone. So I don't know what this Rams team is going to look like next year or the year after that or the year after that. You have to cash this in. Like you said, as awful a season as the Lakers are having, they won a championship two years ago with the bet they made. They made the bet on, hey, if we get Anthony Davis and LeBron James together, we're going to win a title. And it hit. They won. Mm-hmm. Is this ter- is this a terrible season? Yeah, it is, but we got one. They can at least hang their hat on that peg and say, we won a championship with the moves that we make. The Rams are right on the precipice of being able to say the same thing, but if they don't win on Sunday, it's another, well, okay, now what? I'm not saying it's not a great season. I'm not saying that they didn't have a- accomplish a lot of wonderful things, but without you your the goal. championship, you didn't yep. you didn't hit your goal and you went all in, and now what? You've done, you just run it back? Maybe. Maybe you do. Maybe you just try it again. But you don't know what it's going to look like. You have to go so, and win this game in a couple of weeks because I don't know what's coming next, and neither does anybody else. It's funny because when you say that the players who represented the Rams in that Super Bowl against the Patriots, right, a lot of new faces, then who's going to represent them now? Mm-hmm. It's still the same organization, right? Sean McVay is still there. Les Need is still there. Of course, the ownership is still the same. The, the foundation is still there. The difference is um, less draft picks, less, uh, less you could say, less chips to play with as you move forward. And this is all part of the strategy. I, I remember when the Lakers won that the, the championship with AD, I, I said from this point on with LeBron James, it's house money. You already won. It, and and that, that's how I honestly felt. Now, you also, Do you still also, feel that way? Yeah, I still feel that way. 
I still feel that way. I it, do too. It, I do too. It, it looks the the picture after you won the championship was it looks very likely they're going to get another one. Like they're going to be in the mix for another one. Now it hasn't been the case since they won that championship. It's just been going slowly downhill, and that's kind of the way the Lakers are. And I think you are right. There is no – I don't know what, the, what this Lakers team is going to look like two, three years from now because it's probably going to look completely – you know, they might look completely different after this summer. Like that's how drastic things will probably change because it's not going the way it is. But when you get one, and I think this is the position that the Rams are going to be in, if they end up winning that one Super Bowl, I don't care what the hell happens after that. You you got that one Super Bowl – the, the key is, and this is where I think the Dodgers are so much different than some of the other teams, not just in L.A., but, but period. Can you be all in and have it be sustainable? Can mm-hmm. you be all in but still have a lot of these other pieces to work with if you got to go out and make a trade at the trade deadline, if you got to go get Max Scherzer and you got to go get Trey Turner? They, they have this unbelievable balance right now where we can be all in and then we don't have to be away for a couple of years where everything is just seems like it's floundering. You don't really know where they're going. Dodgers seem to have that perfect balance, which is not just a compliment in Major League Baseball. That's a comp- that's a compliment in every sport. That's a compliment to any business. The Lakers are obviously more extreme on the other way right now. Just go beat the uh, Bengals. Let's just, let's, just, yeah. let's just put it's it in the case. Beat the Bengals. Be Super Bowl champs. Be the city of champions. Put yourself on the map in this city. Win the first Super Bowl as playing the, the Los Angeles you're, Rams. You're not playing Buffalo. You're not playing KC. You're not playing yep. the Titans. You're not playing any of those teams. No, but you're also playing against a guy that reminds me a whole hell of a lot about Joe Montana. We can get into that at another point as well. By the way, Jamar Chase, Jerry Rice, not totally crazy. I mean, a long way to go, but that feels awfully familiar all over again. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. The Dump coming up next on Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This, Al, uh, Shohei Otani is going to be on the cover of MLB The Show 2022. So certainly well-deserved. I, I Every time I hear the name Otani, it puts me right back where we were before, which is um, are we ever going to get this guy on a team that can win some games? This has to happen, and it has to happen soon, video game cover or not. Yeah, listen, the Otani piece, do you remember during the regular season, up until the All-Star break, you couldn't stop talking about Shohei Otani. Somebody would send us a clip, Otani did it again, look at this, Jack, look at this home run. And then once he hit the All-Star break, he owned All-Star, the festivities, the home run derby, and then just goes out and pitches for the American League. You know what happened after that? Stop talking about Shohei. Yeah. Stop talking about him because now it's the big boy time. Now it's the teams that actually have – are, are making noise towards a playoff run. It's the chase of who's going to get in, who's going to be the top seed. All that stuff started talking. You talk less and less about Otani. You're right. It, it's To have a player this great, you said it best. Otani had some comments during the season, after the season, that I think put the Angels on notice. And you said a couple times, how come we've never heard that from Trout? And yep. I, I think the conversation moving forward is if the Angels are not competitive, they're not good. I love that Otani saying I'm wasting my time. Yeah, baseball season feels like 30 lifetimes ago right now. But what he said, look, I want to win, and I'll just leave it at that. The only thing that was missing from that was dun-dun-dun at the end. That was it because this was not a I love it here. I just want to, you know, I want to win here. This is I want to go win some games. 
fix this or else. It was it was fantastic. Good for Shohei that he's on the cover of the, the next edition of the show. Today in 1996, Slee, Magic Johnson returned to the NBA. You know, it's funny. Um, I, I've mentioned to you, Magic was my favorite player. Uh, he announced his retirement. I'm trying to think here. It's the day before my birthday or the day after my birthday. I know it was either the 5th or the 7th. My birthday's on the 6th. And I was just devastated. I'm like, magic? What? And, you know, at that time, obviously the news reports, the conversation, um, it was uh, it was not a good time. When he made his return, they played the Golden State Warriors. Funches and I were talking about it during one of the breaks. I don't know how, how vividly you remember it, bro. I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, magic makes his return. There was one specific play. He fakes out Latrell Sprewell. And uh, and he scores, and right at that moment, I'm like, the Lakers, it's over. Lakers are winning this year. They're winning next year as well. They're winning three championships in a row with Magic Johnson <laughs> because he had one good pa- one good fake pass <laughs> against the Warriors. Well, it, it's funny. I mean, it, it's greedy to be sure because Magic Johnson won five championships. What did they go to the finals nine times in ten years or something yeah. bonkers like that? Just it, it's it seems ludicrous to say Suited up at center in his rookie season <laughs> nuts 42 and 15 against philly it seems so unbelievably silly to say it should have been so much better only it kind of could have been a lot better had he not you know been diagnosed as hiv positive not sure. had to lead the league had we known what we know now about that disease and the treatments that are available now had been available then we you know who, who knows what this looks like i'm not saying that michael jordan isn't one of the greatest of all time he certainly is but if magic kept racking titles the way that he did and stayed with the lakers who knows what magic's legacy is because we talk about the greatest of all time right it's it's Kareem, it's Jordan, it's LeBron, throw Wilt Chamberlain in there as well. They're, they're, those are kind of the guys that we all consider, at least on the short list of greatest player of all time. Magic doesn't get mentioned in that class. He's just in the very next slice out of that. But had he been able to stay in the league longer, who knows, right? Yeah. I mean, it just he, he was such a special guy and such a special player. He was at the uh, he was at the Rams game yesterday. Rob Lowe was in the house. I saw the two of them take a picture together. Uh, it. This is how you know it's getting good for the Rams. Not only are they in the Super Bowl and they're winning a bunch, bigger and bigger celebrities every oh, yeah. single no, week. Is, it's it, it's the place to be. Can you imagine? I, I was seeing, I was looking something on Twitter, and it was, I'm sure we could do this. We go to Vivid Seats or one of these. You want to go buy tickets to the Super Bowl, bro? Who's buying these tickets? Well, I, mean, I think the cheapest one I saw was six grand. <laughs> That's insane. I saw I saw one ticket, and again, this is just me in a quick little split second during a break. I saw one thirty nine grand. That's that's ludicrous. You know how you go to the Super Bowl? You do what Jared Miller from Reseda has done. You've qualified for a chance to win a pair of tickets to the big game because you listen to Travis and Sleet. You want to listen to Mason in Ireland. You want to listen to Sedano and Cap every single hour. Listen to that cue to call if you're calling number 7-877-710-ESPN. You will be qualified for a chance to win a pair of tickets to the big game. I can't imagine now, to answer your question, imagine yeah. spending literally – thousands of dollars and maybe you're here in la maybe you're not but if you're not now you got to spend several hundred more at least just to get out here to stay Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. you're in for massive amounts of money what if you come out here and your team gets loses oh just i mean is that is that fun is that a memory you wanted to have created that's why it's so tough dollars i'm I'm not kidding when i tell that's why it's so tough to go to these types of games because if your squad loses it's like (laughs) i don't want to be Imagine yesterday, right? Like, imagine if you're a Niner fan, you spent all that money, and then you're on your way out. 
All right, keep listening all day long for your chance to qualify to win those tickets. Mason and Ireland have you covered. Sedano and Cap have you covered. Al and I back here tomorrow at 10 a.m. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.